Hello, this is William Cooper. Welcome to Awakening Together, Relaxing into Happiness. I trust you're well today. In our last podcast, we talked about the role of a guru in awakening. But what if you don't have a guru? In this podcast, we're going to talk about life as your guru. Life shows you what it is that you need to know in order to open, awaken, and become one with yourself. How does that work? Well, in a prior podcast on manifesting, we talked about one of the ways of manifesting was manifesting through the law of complementary vibrations. How does that work? Well, like attracts like. As an example, if you have a tuning fork tuned to G and it's vibrating, a nearby tuning fork tuned to G will also start vibrating. Like attracts like. Same in our life. If you have anger, you attract anger. If you have love, you attract love. So an angry person will manifest and attract a lot of anger in their life. A fearful person will attract and manifest a lot of things that scare them and make them anxious. Hurt person will be abandoned and hurt a lot. Why is that important? Well, awareness is curative, and if you can feel that you're hurting, you can put your attention there and heal it, release it, and that's the path of awakening. Why do we need suffering to awaken? Well, technically we don't, but human nature is we try and avoid things that feel bad. We try to avoid our own inner feelings if they feel bad. We repress them. We dissociate from them. We fantasize about something else. We drink alcohol. We go for a jog. We watch TV. We do whatever we can to avoid them so they stay within our body. Our healthy, natural state, before we got separated from ourselves, is one of a vibrant, radiant, happy, blissful, peaceful being flowing through an open mind, open emotions, which reflect happiness and love, down through a happy and open body. It's down through this mind, emotional body, down through our physical body that then can happily express and create in the world. Love and give love. Feel peaceful. Create. Paint. Build. Be an architect. Do whatever you want. But it's a very healthy flow. But now, generally, people are separated from themselves. And when you're separated from yourself, you feel Afraid when you're separated from the most whole and secure place in the universe, your being and all that it comes from, you feel afraid. You also feel angry and you feel abandoned and hurt. So the feelings of separation are hurt, fear, and anger. That's where those feelings come from. We've become so used to them, we think they're just normal emotions that we manage or navigate. But that's not true. It's just that as a culture, we're really separated and everybody feels that way. So that's how we um, calibrate to normal. How did we get separate? Well, there's 
many different ways, I suppose, but some of the primary ways might be because of trauma. We are shocked and separated from ourselves through trauma. We've all experienced that. It could be through um, attachment. We get so attached to somebody else or something else that we forget about ourselves and separate from ourselves. Perhaps you've observed either these or other ways that we separate from ourselves. However we separate from ourselves, here's what happens. As a being, we're radiant, blissful, loving, and peaceful. But now, because our mind is full of fear, hurt, and anger, we are blocked off from ourselves because when you block one thing, you block everything. When you block the hurt, fear, and anger, try to stay away from it, you also block uh, peace, love, and well-being for the most part. Maybe not completely, but for the most part. Because you've formed a block, and a block is a block. When things get too intense, we twist off mentally and emotionally, and we form what is called an unconscious mind as well. It's really all one mind, but if we have a category of things that we really don't want to think about, then we dissociate or repress them into a twisted off part of our original mind. Now, when that overflows, it goes into the slowest moving part of our mind, and we'll call that our body, our physical body. That's also a storage tank, so to speak, for disease, unease, feeling of stress and tension, all coming from being cut off from ourselves because happiness love and peace, well-being and bliss don't block us off from ourselves and they feel good in our body. They're vibrant and radiant and we emit light and love and well-being and people can feel it all throughout the house and the, the rooms that we are in because we're open and flowing. When we're twisted off and separated from ourselves, we don't have that effect. Uh, we're just kind of damped down and twisted and maybe radiating some low-level vibrations like anger and hate and, you know, guilt and shame and hurt and so on and so forth. Well, how do we um, block ourselves off? How do we stop from feeling these effects of separation, hurt, fear, and anger? Well, what we'll do is we'll fantasize, we'll hallucinate thoughts in our minds and create fantasies and get ourselves away from it. It's like watching our own private TV or we'll fidget or we'll move or we'll squirm or we'll drink or we'll uh, go for a jog. We'll take our mind off of it or we'll work incessantly or watch TV or you know the drill. That's what we all do in our society. All these things, you can think of other things as well. How do we block our so-called unconscious mind? Well, as I mentioned, we dissociate, we repress. And in our physical body, what do we do? We uh, drink, we'll take drugs, we'll, well, you can think of other things. But we'll do all sorts of things we can do to take our minds off of our pain. As they say in Buddhism and Hinduism, suffering is what brings you to awakening often.
because our life becomes so unbearable, what choice do we have but to heal? So, life is our guru and complementary vibrations. We have all this hurt, fear, and anger that is creating these blocks, and it's vibrating. And so, as we go through life, we attract people that bother us, we attract situations that bother us, and we start to feel all of this repressed and twisted off stuff that is blocking us. At first, maybe we try to avoid it. And as I said, go for a jog, watch TV, or do all those other things we do. But eventually, it just gets to be too much, and we look for a way back. Awareness is curative. So as we sit still, our pain will come to the surface. And as we observe it, connect to it through our being, our awareness, it begins to unravel and melt and layer after layer untwist. In the open and flowing natural healthy self, our being, as we discussed just a little bit earlier, flows down into our mind and we start to be in touch with those tensions and emotions, hurt, fear, and anger that are fueling the nonstop incessant hallucinating or thinking, the fantasy, or even what we might in our culture call healthy thinking, like thinking about business or doing this or that. But if it's designed to keep us away from feeling our true emotions, in other words, I think so much about work that I can't feel really how I'm feeling emotionally, as we sit still, we get to what's fueling all of that, and awareness is curative, so it starts to melt. Now, at first, that's difficult. It's difficult to turn off the TV. It's difficult to sit still, because what we dissociated from, we dissociated from because it's painful. It hurt going in, and when we're in touch with it, when we connect to it, what are we connecting to? We're connecting to pain. So we don't want to do that. <laughs> but baby step by baby step, we start doing that. We connect. And the power, the silent power of awareness begins to unravel and melt that. So our mind opens up. And then our so-called unconscious mind, we quit dissociating there. So all of that stuff starts to come up. And that starts to unravel, relax, melt away, just like all of the fantasy stuff in our conscious mind has melted away and now is clear. Our unconscious mind starts to clear. And as that starts to clear, our body starts to let go and burn off the load that it's been carrying. And it starts to feel better and better. And things start to get clearer and clearer up and down the line health begins to return, and we feel vibrant and full of life. And we don't have a conscious, unconscious mind. It's all one open space that's very quiet and silent. And that flows down through our body, which is vibrant and feels happiness. The happiness and bliss flows down through the non-resistant and open 
flow of our mind, our emotions. Our emotions now reflect health and love and happiness and peace. And we're a vibrant, happy being. This can happen in our lifetime, in your lifetime. How? Well, we've talked about it in these podcasts many different ways, but one of the primary ways is sit still and meditate. Because meditation is just another word for sitting still and don't distract yourself. When you sit still, you can't repress stuff so well. It will come to the surface. You will see it. And as you connect to it, the opening happens. As I mentioned in another podcast, it's not enough to simply observe your thoughts, feelings, and emotions. You want the power of your silent awareness to connect and open up and heal your thoughts and emotions. So it's in that awareness, you observe it, but more than that, you connect that everything opens up, relaxes, and becomes radiant again. At first, of course, it's painful, and that's why people don't want to meditate. They have the mistaken notion that it should be peaceful, but it's not. The mind races, just like a rubber band unwinding, it just is flopping all over the place until it burns off the energy that it contains. So life as a guru brings things to you to stimulate this whole action. You'll have hurt that you've buried and life will bring you somebody to bring the hurt forward. Um, In a past podcast, I told you about the example of the guru in India. When a man just spontaneously came out of the crowd and attacked him, and the guru felt anger, well, life brought him that man to show him that anger, complementary vibrations. He was manifesting that action in his life. So he thanked the man for showing him his anger. You can't hide from life because it's your vibration and it's going out all the time. So life responds in kind and reflects back to you the vibration that you're blocking your own self with. That's why it's not enough for somebody to watch a wonderful video on manifesting and start to visualize something strongly that is powerful and it is effective but there are all these other vibrations going out that would tell the universe otherwise and manifest the opposite thing. So to be a powerful manifester, you want to burn off all of these cross currents that are going on within you. Plus, you want to release all that pain, hurt, and disease. That's called awakening. And that's what we're doing together through these podcasts. So is the process simply to just sort of go through life and let life attract things to stimulate you and then you feel them and let them burn off or meditate and let them burn off? Well, that's a good start, but it's not only that. Sometimes you'll be stimulated to read a book or talk to a person or do a hundred other things, go to therapy There's a lot of layers. We're a complex assortment of vibrations. I often describe what I experience myself as, as a rainbow. One end 
is beyond this creation. So it's indescribable and only known through intuition. As it comes into this existence, it's a bright light. That's the first sign of creation, bright light. And then sound. That's why monks chant the sound Om. It's primordial sounds. And then it's bliss. And then it's happiness and well-being. And as that condenses and slows down, it turns eventually into atoms and molecules. And then things of existence, dogs, cats, things like that. You experience all of it. That's why in oneness and pure awakening, you are one with everything because it's all the same material. The same thing that I experience myself, that same rainbow, is in everything. So you resonate with everything happily. But the reason I mention rainbow is each one of those colors is vibrating at a different frequency depending on what's going on there. So sometimes it's best just to read a book. That will work on a certain part of you that needs that. Or perhaps a certain discussion needs to be had. Or listen to a podcast always meditate. That is the fastest and cleanest way to clear all the colors in the rainbow. But you also want to be open to your intuition and the flow of life and follow those avenues that you're being guided to. Life is your guru and it will bring you what you need. In the quote unquote negative sense, it brought that guru, the guy to slap him. In a positive sense, it might bring you a good relationship to help you learn about yourself. Also, remember in our whole state, in our being, which we are all the time, no matter what's going on or how separated we are from ourselves. Remember, separation is just happening in the mind-body part of the equation. The being is always open and flowing and perfect and healthy. And it's always radiating love, peace, and well-being. It's simply that we're not feeling it as our attention comes to our body, mind, or emotions when we're cut off. But it's always there. You don't have to get it. You're already that. And that's always emanating love, peace, and well-being. So life will also bring you relationships that have love, even when you're severely separated from yourself. And you're also emitting hurt, fear, and anger. You might get one of those relationships that's got a lot of love, but also a lot of problems <laughs> to work out. So you get to cover a lot of the rainbow. Life brings you a richness to move forward. And guess what? If you need an actual human being guru, life will bring it to you. That's also brought to you through the law of complementary vibrations. Life loves you. Life is love, just like your deepest being is love. And life brings you everything you need to be whole and happy. Life loves you and is embracing you. It's true. Well, in our next podcast, let's look at the awakening process again, because I want to make sure, for instance, that you really are tuned into your being, because without that, 
a person can think they're doing the right thing, but it's just the mind trying to heal the mind. And it took me years to know the difference between my mind and my being because I had been so used to living through my mind and my emotions and my personality, none of which I truly am. So I want to make sure that we're clear there and look at the other facets of awakening. Let's just do a check and make sure everything's in the right place so we don't spend needless decades kind of doing what seems to be the right thing and mimics the right thing, but really isn't. Okay, I look forward to talking to you then, and I wish you a good week. Take care. Bye. Hello, this is William Cooper. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider following me and sending somebody a link so they can enjoy it too. Thanks so much.